What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to the CHGO Bulls Podcast, presented to you by PointsBet. Don't forget that promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. I'm Peck. That's Big Dave. That's Will the Goat Gottlieb. And uh, joining us today, we are very happy to have him to offer some insight on this dreadful Lonzo Ball news that broke right as we were wrapping up yesterday's show. It's Dr. Uh, Nirav Pandya, Associate Professor of UCSF Orthopedic Surgery, also Director of Sports Medicine at Benioff Children's Hospital, also contributing as an injury analyst to the Sports Talk Radio Station out in the Bay, 95.7 The Game. Dr. Pandya, thank you so much for joining us today. Happy to have you. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Happy to hopefully give some uh, good news for you guys. So that's what you're here to do, right? Talk Bulls fans <laughs> off the ledge after this news that we got yesterday. Let's, let's start with this. Sports fans who follow any injury news about their players or their favorite teams hear that word arthroscopic all the time when it comes to knee injuries especially. But then there was that other word in this Lonzo Ball update yesterday, debridement, that followed arthroscopic that made every Bulls fan go, what? <laughs> so could you please explain to us uh, as best you can what exactly the goals are of this specific arthroscopic debridement procedure? And correct me if I'm saying that incorrectly. No, you know, you're absolutely right. So, you know, arthroscope, that basically means putting the camera inside to take a look. I mean, a lot of us have friends, family members have had that done. So that's just taking a look at everything inside the knee. Debridement, debridement, however anyone wants to pronounce it, it just basically means cleaning stuff up. I mean, that honestly, it's a fancy medical way of saying that. So typically what you're doing when you go in for that kind of surgery, you're looking inside and saying, look, is there any scar tissue? Is there some cartilage wear and tear? Is there maybe a meniscus kind of re-tear? Is there anything that we can clean up that's causing the pain? So that's essentially what it is. So it sounds like some sort of fancy procedure, but it's like, look, let's see if we can do something minor, help the pain get better so we can get back on the court. And how common is this sort of procedure? I mean, obviously, Lonzo's been out since uh, mid-January at his procedure uh, on the meniscus on January 28th, I believe. It's been about eight months where we just don't really know what's going on. Um, As we talked last night, it it seems like it really makes sense to go in and do something like this um, after just so much time and uncertainty. Is this kind of like a, is it a common thing? Like how often are these procedures done for, you know, a a follow-up to a meniscus tear? Yeah, it's actually pretty common. I mean, if you look at some of the major players who've had it, particularly in NBA players, I mean, Russell Westbrook, meniscus injury, I think he had like two, three surgeries. Um, out here in the Bay, James Wiseman had another procedure after his meniscus. Um, Williams for the Celtics, meniscus having another one. So you actually see it pretty frequently. And part of the reason is the fact that with meniscus tears, whether you shave it out, which is like the quicker recovery, which sounds like Lonzo had, um, or you repair it, your knee's just not the same again. And how your knee responds afterwards can just be so variable because the cushion that you had your whole life has now been disrupted, whether you've sewn it together or shaved it out. So a lot of times with NBA players, sometimes even a quarter of them will need a second surgery to go back in and take a look and see why are you still having pain? I think it's more a nature of the injury than it is there's something wrong, there's some sort of structural issue. It's just that basketball places a lot of strain on your knee. And when you damage that meniscus, it's a lot harder to get back than say like an ACL, which is like very straightforward. Meniscus surgery just is so variable in terms of how knees, knees respond. Uh, Doc, after this uh, procedure, they're going to reevaluate in four to six weeks. Uh, can you talk about what would be the best and worst case scenarios for Lonzo Ball after these four to six weeks of reevaluation? Yeah, absolutely. I think the best case scenario would be that when his, uh, when his surgeon goes in there um, and looks around and there's actually something that he or she finds that actually is wrong with the knee. So do they see that scar tissue? Do they see some wear and tear? 
you know, is there something loose floating around? And they say, look, this is consistent with where he's having pain. Best case scenario is it's something minor. You get it taken care of, and then his pain's gone. He gets his strength back, and he's back playing. And that can happen in four to six weeks. Worst case scenario would be, well, two things. One is there's something major that they see in there. There's some huge cartilage injury, some big meniscus tear. You probably would see that on an MRI, but lots of times, you know, we're limited by how good the MRI is. So that would be a worst case scenario where suddenly you hear, oh, no, now it's going to be like four or five months before he comes back. Or you go in there and there's really nothing structurally wrong. And that's the thing that's harder to kind of fix. It's like, look, your knee just hurts and there's not a structural reason. It's just that your your knee can't hold up to all the wear and tear. And that's where you start worrying about, is he going to need to take five, six months off? Is this going to be something he's dealing with? So that would be the worst case scenario, but he's young, he's healthy. So I think more likely than not, it's probably just taking longer than they expected. And they want to just take a look one more you know, time to see what's in there. Um, but my the gut feeling would be, because the Bulls have a great medical staff, that um, they're going to find something in there, they'll take care of it, and hopefully he'll be you know, back playing. Interesting to hear. I feel like typically, you know, when you're talking about an injury, you don't want to find that something is wrong. But just to be clear, like sort of an ideal scenario would be we can identify a problem here and solve it, um, even if it's like hopefully it's a smaller thing and not a bigger one. Um, but then would that follow procedure if they do find something? Uh, would they be able to get it done that same day or would there need to be a follow up procedure that happens? I guess it would depend on whatever they find. I'd say for the vast majority of things you'd find, you take care of it right then and there. Uh, it would be really rare to find something so major that you wouldn't know about on the MRI. So yeah, when you're in there, whatever you need to clean up or take care of, you can take care of it at the same time. And you know, most surgeons, you know, I can't speak for his surgeon, we go in there prepared to do whatever we need to at that time. It's not like you have to prepare for it or things like that. So I think there's probably a very high likelihood to take care of it. And it's not like suddenly three weeks later, Lonzo's getting another procedure done. They can probably take care of it all at that setting. Uh, Dr. Panya, one of the other things that was reported about Lonzo's knee situation back when he left midseason of last season is that there was also a bone bruise that he was dealing with and that perhaps the bone bruise and the meniscus situation were sort of compounding problems. Um, in, in, in your expertise, is there a way that one could continue to be hindering the other as far as Lonzo Ball trying to recover not from one injury but from two simultaneously? Yeah, absolutely. And I think when I first heard about this out here in the Bay, I was like, oh, that bone bruise is potentially be the thing that keeps him out longer. Mm. And you can think about it like when you have a, a meniscus injury, if the bone bruise is in that same area, your meniscus is basically, you know, basically shielding the knee from that bone bruise. But if your meniscus is compromised, then suddenly the bone bruise is getting more stress. So it can take longer for that to heal. And then it can be kind of this vicious cycle. Well, your bone bruise is inflamed. So now your meniscus is taking more stress. You're trying to break that cycle up. Uh, but absolutely, for a lot of athletes, what ends up happening, these bone bruises are what really linger for, for months at a time, especially if it's in an area that you load a lot when you're playing basketball. So for one player, they may have a bone bruise. And when they're, you know, if there are four or five, they might not be loading that area, whereas a guard may be putting more pressure on that area. So kind of where it's located, both as in terms of the player and then where it is in relation to whatever meniscus injury you had, it can absolutely make this, uh, you know, last for a longer time. Uh, doctor, one of our uh, viewers, Emilio, wants to know, can arthritic knees be a probability? Yeah, and that's the, that's the one thing you don't want to see when you go inside there. And, you know, a lot of times on an MRI, you'll be able to see, like, you know, there's a huge chunk of cartilage missing or, like, there's a big meniscus tear. But sometimes just kind of, like, early wear and tear where the cartilage is starting to break down a little bit and you're seeing inflammation in there. Absolutely, especially for a player who's had, well, it sounds like this would be his third surgery, you know, meniscus surgery with the Lakers. Now, again, with the Bulls, and especially if it's the same meniscus, um, you know, you've got a meniscus on the inside and the outside, it's the same meniscus that he had the procedure on before. 
every time you shave meniscus out, it's increasing that chance of having arthritis. So that is the worry that you go inside there and it's like, look, there's not anything wrong. It's just that your knee's starting to break down. And that's where it becomes more difficult uh, to kind of then come up with a solution for an NBA player. So what would be a typical solution in that case? I tend to go for the immediate worst case scenario yes. here. Um, <laughs> like, is that something that would just have to be uh, maintaining it in terms of pain tolerance? Is there uh, a larger procedure that would maybe sideline sideline him for an extended period of time, but then maybe after that he's back? What's kind of the prognosis there? Yeah, no, that's, that's a great question. You know, if it's kind of just like all over the place, um, that's a lot harder. Like it's, you know, it's on the inside of the knee, it's on the outside of the knee. And there's not really like one particular area you can take care of, then really it is just managing pain. You know, are you doing cortisone injections? Are you doing things like platelet-rich plasma injections? Things just to help the pain get under control. Because even though the knee may look bad, like if you don't have pain, then you're going to keep playing. You know, you got to go to your next contract. Now, if there's an area, like if you've got arthritic changes, but there's like one area that looks really bad, you're like, look, this, there's this chunk of like two centimeters where it looks really bad. There are surgeries that you can do where you actually put new cartilage in or, or kind of transplant things in. I would assume they would probably see that on an MRI, but if you do find one area that like, look, this area really needs to get replaced, you can do transplants and things like that. And you're looking like six to nine months for recovery. But most likely it's if, if there is gonna be arthritic changes, it's gonna be something that's just like all over the place. And then you're just like, look, we gotta control the pain and, and get you to be effective and prevent your knee from swelling. And it's just kind of managing it. And that may mean you're playing off the bench, you're playing less minutes. There are things you can do to kind of manage his load. And you may potentially, you're like, look, you can play, but when you get up to 15, 20 minutes, that knee is going to flare up. So we have to kind of manage you that way. Uh, Doc, uh, since Lonzo's coming to the league, he's dealt with you know, injuries to his you know, lower extremities. And it seems like everything has pretty much been on the left side. Uh, he came in and he dealt with the left ankle injury from the beginning, now dealing with his third uh, knee surgery. Is there something to that? Or is, there, or is everybody just being a Google doctor right now? <laughs> no, no, I think, yeah, absolutely right. I mean, I think... Once a player gets, you know, lower extremity injury, you're always at risk, even if you're not an NBA player, of hurting other parts in there. You're going to put more pressure on your ankle. You can put more pressure on the hip. And I think the problem is, particularly when you're a professional athlete, you know, for a regular guy, you can say, like, look, you, you need, like, you can take that full year, year and a half before you, you kind of, you know, get back. But here there's a pressure to get back on the court, pressure to perform. So you may simply still have some compensations. You may be putting these other joints at risk. So once you start that cycle, that lower extremity is going to be more prone to get injury. So absolutely. I think when he came in, started with that ankle, then the knee and, you know, all these things. Absolutely. I think it's all connected and hopefully you can break that cycle. But if you get back too quickly and try to play, if his knee's just a little bit sore, then you worry about other joints getting infected. Yeah. Casey Johnson, um, our colleague at NBC Sports reported last night, kind of a, as a nugget in his story that uh, the Bulls were confident that he would be able to come back as recently as mid-August, which I found to be surprising. Mm -hmm. um, and also that he had done some work to try to adjust his gait um, to try to maybe take some of the load off of that left knee. Uh, is it surprising, I, I guess, to you at all? This is kind of another question that has come up for a lot of Bulls fans. Is like, why are they waiting until now to have this procedure? He's been clearly in pain for the past several months. They kept on pushing back the timeline. Um, during summer league, the Bulls uh, executive vice president of basketball operations, Arturis Karnaschova, said that he was progressing, but not as quickly as they would have liked. Is there a reason that this is happening now as opposed to maybe two, three, four months ago? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. I would assume that probably they were getting MRIs or other things along the way, and they weren't really seeing, you know, anything that was like grossly abnormal. So, you know, I just think given the number of surgeries that Lonzo's had, I mean, every time you have another surgery, there's always a risk that you can get stiff, you can have problems. So I think 
you know, if this was like the first time he had an injury and it's like, look, it's been three months, it's not getting better. Let's go in and take a look. I think that when you're, you know, you're at surgery three, surgery four, like then your knee just gets more prone to have complications. So I think it's just more the nature of what his knee had been through and the fact they probably didn't see anything on MRI that made them hesitant. And I think probably they're hoping that, you know, as training camp comes along, things are going to get better and better. Now suddenly it's like, oh, geez, the season's going to start. It's still hurting you. Let's, let's go ahead and do this now, even though we wouldn't do this and, you know, for someone who typically has had this many surgeries. So um, I think hindsight's always 2020. You never know. But I think it's just the fact that he's already had so many things done and there probably wasn't anything obvious, just the fact that his knee wasn't feeling good. Uh, before we let you go, Doc, and hopefully this is ending on a, on a high note, a positive note, um, as someone who is an expert in orthopedic surgery and also has been contributing in the world of sports and sports injuries, you've probably heard sports fans talk a lot about players, professional athletes who are injury-plagued or have the injury bug. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big Dave just mentioned how all these injuries have tended to be on the left side for Lonzo, but the fact that the grand total of them has been mounting up, and you look at yeah. the fact that of all these 82-game seasons in the NBA, the most Lonzo's ever played is the one time he played 63 seasons, and every other season beyond that, uh, that number is much smaller. Is, is there a possibility that this exploratory and p- perhaps also uh, a surgery uh, to go in and fix some of these things with the meniscus can, uh, with some sense of finality, solve Lonzo's issues and rid him of this injury-plagued label that a lot of Bulls fans are starting to worry that he has? Yeah, you know, I think that's, that's a great question. I think, you know, if it really is like, I mean, this knee could have been the central part of all his problems he's had. I mean, if, if you get that under control... And then everything else that he's getting can kind of be taken care of, like the knee driving it. Then absolutely, I think there's a hopefully a finality to him, like not being quote unquote injury prone. You know, I think the the larger issues you talked on before was like, you know, are there mechanical issues in terms of how he runs or what he does? You know, like that's the other part that you have to address as well too. I mean, some players they're phenomenal, but then just that wear and tear starts building up on them. So I think that's the other thing they're hopefully addressing. I think the third thing that we we don't talk about a lot is. You look at some players, they played a lot of basketball when they were younger, you know, like back, you know, and I'm from Chicago, you know, so I, you know, I'm originally from Chicago. When you saw Jordan, those guys, I mean, they weren't playing when they were in the league. They weren't, when they were nine, 10 or 11, they weren't playing year round basketball. So a lot of these guys, when they're coming into the league, they have the mileage of what Jordan had when he was 35 or when guys like Pippen had with their age. So you're just dealing with a different subset. So as fans, we're like, why is this 23, 24 year old just breaking down? Whereas 20 years ago, we'd be like, oh, this is what happens to a 35, 36, 37-year-old player. So um, I think a lot of it is also looking at, you know, when these players come into the league, they already have so much mileage on them. So it's less about them being injury prone. It's just they've already had, you know, played so much basketball. So I think that's the other thing that we can't control. You know, like it's just hard to deal with, with, these, uh, with these players. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Nirav Pandya, Associate Professor of UCSF Orthopedic Surgery, Director of Sports Medicine at Benioff Children's Hospital, and Injury Analyst for 95.7 The Game in the Bay. Thank you so much for sharing some of your time with us today. Appreciate the insight. Make sure to say, awesome. hi, to, say hi to Bonte for me next time you're on. I will, absolutely. <laughs> All right. You guys, take care. Thanks for having me. Take, take care. care. Thank, Thank you so very much. much. Wheel with the flex. Okay. Um, I like so be- before we take our ad break real quick, and then we will dive further into what we just heard Dr. Panya tell us, do we feel assuaged at all? Do we feel better at all? I feel better. I, I, like I, feel, getting, I feel more educated. That's what I mean. Yeah, I, I like getting that kind of information. power. And getting all that. Um, yeah, I, I, like, I feel better about it, um, hearing that this is a normal kind of procedure to go in and kind of clean up what's wrong. Because, again, I'm not dealing within that worst-case scenario of uh, we don't see anything in here, we're screwed kind of thing. So I'm, I'm thinking, okay, they go in, they find what it is, and they kind of cure what, what is ailing him. But I like that he touched on that um, 
injury plagued kind of situation uh, with him. That that's a thing, you know, mm-hmm. consistently happening on one side of your leg is a thing and something to be worried about. Yeah, I'm conflicted. I mean, certainly you'd love to to hear that Lonzo that this like sort of strength and just rest would serve him well and that he'd be ready to go right. by camp. Obviously, that's not going to happen. Right. And so. I'm like, I'm getting frustrated by all the uncertainty and I'm glad that they're going to go in and try to figure out what's going on. Um, Hopefully they find something. And like he was saying, uh, they're able to solve that problem. But if they don't, I think it it brings up a whole nother subset of questions that uh, send me down a rabbit hole that I'm (laughs) not prepared for. (laughs) I feel like I'm in a rabbit hole for sure. Uh, okay, we will continue to break down what this means and also talk a little bit further about what Will asked uh, the doc, which I think is the thing on a lot of Bulls fans right now, is why the long wait yeah. before this second surgery? We'll dive into that coming up next. But first, today's episode brought to you all by our great friends at PointsBet, Points which is bringing you a better way to bet live on games. They are? You can place a live same-game parlay, bet on the next drive to be a touchdown, and cash out on your live second-half overbet. With PointsBet, you have access to more live football markets than ever before. Mm. Thursday Night Football. What's happening? Just a few hours away. What you going to do? AFC North, Steelers-Bengals. Or no, Steelers-Browns. Yes, what you going to do, Pick? Um, betting the under, probably. Okay. Let's go. Because both of We're those teams the under. look trashy. Okay. We're betting the under. But you know what else I'm going to do what is build do? a perfect live same-game parlay by Smart combining man. my favorite bets anytime during the game, including spreads, totals, player props, and more. Mm. Choose the outcome of the next drive and next points with points bet lightning bets. Cool. Is Mitch under center? Do oh, they have gosh. a lightning bet where I bet he's throwing a pick? <laughs> that's what I'm doing. Whether you are on the move or on the couch, <laughs> do it live on points bet. Download the points bet app today. Signing up with promo code CHGO to get those first two risk free bets up to $2,000. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. You know what we're going to be doing for the first part of uh, Thursday Night Football tonight? What you going to be doing? Hanging out on CHGO Bears After Dark with our CHGO Bears crew. Wait, you guys are going to be on After Dark tonight? Yes. All right. Did nobody tell you? Yes. Nobody told me. Nobody told you? Why do you think I brought out the fresh new Bears hat? I was was looking at it. It looks sick. Fresh new Bears hat, too. I got some fresh new bulls hats too. I'm gonna hurt your feelings. Just oh, let you know. God, don't do that. Just gonna let you know. Just let I'm gonna know. go home and buy myself six new bulls hats it's, that I don't need. I'm sorry, but I can promise you they're going to hurt your feelings. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't want to do it, but it's what I hurt do, my baby. What did you buy? Like a Dwayne Wade number three bull mm. hat? No, I mean that in a good way. Hurt your feelings, but I will wear my Dwayne Wade shirt just because you said that. That's gonna happen now. Athletic Greens. Who wants some? <laughs> I do, and you should too. Because you know you want to get on down with the 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, <laughs> whole food source, superfood probiotics, and, of course, what they got, Peck? Adaptogens? Uh-huh. Adaptogen. Helps you start your Ooh. day correctly. That special blend of ingredients that support your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and your agent, all the things you want to take care of. Costs you less than $3 a day. Cheaper than getting those different supplements yourself. Investing in that all-in-one nutritional insurance. All right? Vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, less than one gram of sugar, and no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, no artificial anything. And it does all this while still tasting good. But don't take my word. I can actually point to him right now and say, take the word of this man right here. Will the GOAT Gottlieb. He is on the Athletic Greens. It's true. I mm. do it. I'm still doing it. 
However many months later, so what did we start this partnership six months ago? Yes, I've been going strong ever six since. Six months of athletic what was, greens. What was that six first months. time like for you having some athletic greens? What was that first time like? Uh, I don't know if I remember. Mm, mm. Just started going with it, and it became a part of my daily life. Mm. So it was actually good. It was definitely good. Yeah. It was definitely a good thing because he continued on. And you can do the same thing, y'all. And to make it easy for you to do that, Athletic Greens is going to give you that free one-year supply of that immune-supporting vitamin D and five of those free travel packs with your first purchase. Mm. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash C-H-G-O Bulls. That's athleticgreens.com slash C-H-G-O Bulls. And pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance because it's athletic greens you scoop it you dump it you shake it you drink it thrillinium you feel it mm. and you know what i need a travel pack of is some green ridge farms products <laughs> you got one coming well yeah no but it's traveling to my door oh so you just can't get it I and need, bring it you yeah like a, a little like fits in a fanny pack travel you need, size you need a pins and aces beer sleeve full yes. of green full Ridge of farm sausages yeah those there meat it. sticks right in that beer sleeve keep bringing those fire ideas goat <laughs> That's uh, I'm here. As we I just our- have to call out this comment because it's hilarious. Uh, uh, Devin Kidwell, why y'all hiding Big Dave's legs? He have a leg injury? Uh, Hashtag paranoia. First of all, I like the fact that everybody enjoys. People out enjoys. there in Bulls Nation are worried about your legs, Dave. I appreciate y'all uh, enjoying checking out the legs, baby, but woo! the legs are doing just fine. That is the and most random smooth. and funny thing I've seen People all are day. caught off guard because he's been sitting slightly for. Slightly to the right, so his legs haven't been. But now that you're right. back, right, he's back in his old spot. The legs get cut Hashtag off by the jersey. It's uh, it's fair to be paranoid at it's the moment, fair. but uh, the legs are fine and they are still amazing. So thank you very true. much. I can see him from here. Yes, they, they look good. A couple of comments uh, as we continue talking about Lonzo Angel in the comments saying, "As long as Lonzo's back by the second half of the season, mm-hmm. let him heal so Io can develop." Um, you know, our, our pal Marque, I saw, had a lot of tweets yesterday after Lonzo <laughs> news dropped, and that I. Think uh, that to me seemed to be one of his recurring, you know, uh, thesis, if you will, is better to handle it this way compared to last season. Correct. They got used to having Lonzo. Lonzo goes out midseason, and they flubbed trying to figure out how to play without him. Correct. Yeah. This year, they will have a full training camp and a few preseason games to figure out what they want to do as far as Billy's rotation mm-hmm. and their style of play, knowing that they will not have Lonzo at their disposal and in their starting lineup. Uh, for at least the first, at least the first fifteen games of the season. Yeah, and it also, I mean, like you just said earlier, knowledge is power. So, no, the players knowing they're going into the season. <laughs> no, that's knowing is half the battle. All right, <laughs> come on, get your cartoons right, baby. <laughs> but it's Captain Planet is that what that one is? No, no, <laughs> that, that's with our powers combined. We're gonna stop. Okay. <laughs> But it's just good to know going into the season where you are in your position and where you're going to be playing at. And guys like uh, Caruso and Io and Kobe are definitely going to know exactly what their role is now on the team. And, of course, Drogic are going to know what their role is now on the squad going forward since Lonzo's going to be out. So, honestly, it's got me excited to just watch Io more than anything, to be honest. Like, I can't wait to see – his development at that position. And I was thinking on, about this on the way in. I think I'm, I'm changing my mind about starting. I think it's Io. I, I was with Caruso being the starter. I'm changing my mind. I'm going with Io as the starter. And that's strictly because Caruso is, is so zero to 60 all the time. And mm-hmm. he's going to get hurt. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I know that. 
Don't put that evil on him. All right. He's zero to 60 Whoa, all the time. Just, he just tossed that I'm, out there all willy-nilly? Hey, man, I'm just going by what I've seen through his entire career. That's That's been a theme. I'm starting to hate today's episode. But what I'm saying is it's better to see that coming off the bench and prolonging his season than him starting, you know, using up all those minutes and all that time with that starting lineup. I'd rather see him coming off the bench with that. I think it'll help more. And Io, I completely forgot, started like 38 of the 40 games that Lonzo was out of there. So he, it's not like he's stepping into something he doesn't know. And he's more ready this season because we've seen all the work he's been putting in looking like Creed. So, yeah, I, I'm more on the Lonzo starting bandwagon now. The Io. Uh, oh, Io, excuse me. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't really thought about it in terms of starting lineups and more thinking about closing lineups. Sure. And I think Caruso will certainly be in there to close sure, out games. Absolutely. Um, I also think there's a possibility we see both of them in some, some small lineups, as you guys know, I love the, the small ball. <laughs> Got the um, Caruso playing the five. <laughs> I mean, he guards Giannis. Like what, what more do you need? That's, that's, all why, we'll I need that, to see. that's why I said that half joke. Yeah. Well, that's all we'll need to see. <laughs> he stayed uh, in front of him, put him at the five. But yeah, I mean, hopefully Patrick is able to defend multiple positions as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, I mean, Lonzo getting injured or being out for an extended period of time is awful. Like, I don't think there's any two ways about it. I do feel, and I was kind of tweeting and writing about this as well, that there is some um, sense of optimism for me just because, like, they're trying to do something. It's not Mm -hmm. this extended period of uncertainty and not No, we just had that. (laughs) Well, right. I mean, (laughs) we we dealt with that, and now they're, they're trying to solve a problem. Hopefully, there is a problem that they can solve, but... To me, it's better to to go in and just see and find out and, and try to learn what's going on as opposed to, well, hopefully this strength training and this conditioning and this rest and we can start ramping them up. Right. That will work. It just didn't. And so I'm glad that they're finally doing it. Yeah. Um, the As far as Io versus Caruso in the starting lineup, now that we know that those out, you saying believing in Io and thinking that Io might be the way to go. Once again, I will speak up for our, our fourth uh, teammate, Marquet. Sure who I saw in one of his tweets saying he wants to see Caruso in that starting lineup mm-hmm. for the vocal leadership on defense. Makes sense. If Caruso is not out there in the starting five, who among that starting five of Io, Zach, DeMar, P-Dub, and Vooch is going to essentially be the defensive quarterback of that starting unit? Mm-hmm. And I think that that is a fair counterpoint. It's fair. No, it's, it's definitely fair. The only thing I can say different to that is I don't think Io will be the same person he was in year one coming into year two. Uh, we saw him being vocal last year, like actually mm-hmm. telling players like DeMar Rosen, dude, you need to chill out. That is true. You need to do certain things and, and relax. The leadership qualities with Ios Correct. very much appear to be there. Correct, man. He has them. So I think having another year under his belt will just give him more reign to actually, you know, talk a little bit more about what he's seeing out there on the floor. And I need all of that Caruso quarterbacking in that fourth quarter for that closing uh, lineup, letting everybody know where the hell they need to be. I need that more then than the starting lineup where we can, you know, hey, we might go on a run. You know what I'm saying? Everything looks nice and smooth as opposed to, you know, we start out getting our heads kicked in and down by 20. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I like it more, like Will said, with the closing lineup. But, yeah, I think Io, he should get that shot. I don't, yeah, I don't really have a problem either way. I think Io is probably the, in some ways, like the safer choice. I do worry about Caruso, just like his style of play is conducive to getting bumps, bumps and bruises. And I'm with you, Dave. I'm, I'm a little worried about that. I don't think he should be playing the 28 minutes per game that he played last year. Uh, you know, the, the highest he had previously in his career was 21. So that's a big jump. 
And he's a, he's a great player. He's, he's the best defender uh, available on the team. You want to play him as much as possible. But they're in a position now where they can't really afford to, to take on any more injuries. Um, an idea I floated to Mark actually last week in our show was Javante starting. I, I know he started Ooh. a ton of games last year. You basically already have your primary ball handler with Damar. You have your secondary ball handler with mm. Zach. And it gives you that element of defense and versatility that I think would be fun. Interesting. Um, I don't think they'll do that, but it's an idea. That's um, interesting, man. But but you also have Dragic, who I think they brought in for yeah. a reason. They obviously knew things were not going great with Lonzo, and right. he could be somebody that steps in. Um, but you'd look at that lineup, and it's like bad defensive player, bad defensive player, bad defensive player, <laughs> uh, defensive player, mm-hmm. bad defensive player. Right. I don't know how you can really survive those lineups. So it's going to be a lot of mixing and matching. That's why I say the starting opening lineup doesn't really matter to me that much. It's more about how – Billy sort of like massages the lineups throughout the course of the game and mixes and matches uh, to try to get the best possible combinations out there. Because mm-hmm. look, I mean, like I said, they, they're in a better position now to withstand this injury, having training camp to like figure out who they are, what their identity is on both sides of the ball. But they can't like, yeah, they, they, they still need to like put a good defensive presence out there and not mm-hmm. be like the fifth best fifth, fifth worst defense in the league. Yeah. A uh, couple of comments. Renewable and rechargeable. If the team looks good without Zoe, once he's healthy, do you trade him? No. No. If he's <laughs> once, the part of your question that says once Wait, he's let healthy. Me, let me add to that. If no. he's healthy, <laughs> he's good and useful. Yeah. And boy, did you see the Bulls play with a healthy Lonzo last year? Yeah. They look pretty good. That's one of the things I'm really going to miss with him not being there is the easy buckets. Easy buckets. Everybody. Transition buckets. Just fast break simple, buckets. Simple ones that I, I call them stolen points. Like, he would steal points uh, for the Bulls on, on certain plays. Like, where there was – you didn't even see it coming. You didn't know it was about to happen. Boom. A, a pass that nobody else can make on the quick inside look. For an easy lay. Uh, or the Tom Brady one that I think about. I'm sorry. Uh, Justin Fields one. Does that make you feel better? Sure. The Justin Fields one where he threw down to Zach for the, for the 360. Like, he gets those kind of easy points uh, for the Bulls that I am truly definitely going to miss. And he does it definitely on the defensive end. You know, that help defender that he is. You know, those blocks and the rebounding. He also mm-hmm. helped very, very key in the rebounding and starting the break. I want to see if Io can can do those kind of things, getting the rebound, because he has the frame, you know what I'm saying, for that. And, you know, he loves being in transition. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see if he can do that as well and be that help defender also on the defensive end because I think that's where, as Will is saying, like I think that's where it's going to be more pertinent for him uh, to show his, showcase his growth over the second years on that defensive end. Yeah, I mean, Lonzo is, I would argue, the most well-rounded player on the team. Yeah. He helps you in virtually every facet of the game. Uh you're not going to, like, replace that. And I and I hear people saying, oh, they drafted Dale and Terry. That's, like, a Lonzo replacement. Mm-hmm. Or, Adrian in the comments uh, just now asking that very question, Will. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh, uh, or, or Io is, like, replacing. Or Dragic is, like, the Lonzo insurance. Like, I don't think there is a replacement for Lonzo. It's now, so. now it's, like, how do you... How do you change your identity, understanding that Lonzo's not going to be there to try to solve some of the problems that you had last year? Mm-hmm. And so I think we're going into training camp on Tuesday with a ton of questions about, like, you know, we, we had this whole thing about continuity mm-hmm. and, like, continuing to play the way that we did when we were at our best last year. How do you do that when a huge piece of that continuity is now gone? Mm. And I think 
the person that allowed you to get away with not shooting a ton of threes, mm. the person that allowed you to get away with playing super aggressive defense and getting out in transition, like those are key functions of your identity. Now, how do you change that knowing he's not going to be there, like mixing and matching with some of these other pieces? You get some of that transition play with Dragic. You get some of that defense with Io. You get some of that, um, you know, ball movement with Caruso and mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. It's just going to have to take some changes. And I'm really, yeah. I'm curious to see, how Billy makes changes in the lineup, but also just like how their overall uh, offensive and defensive identity changes, knowing Lonzo won't be there. True. Oh, shout out to our pal Waldo in the comments. He said, that's it. Just bring back D Rose to start. <laughs> I saw something in my Twitter feed this morning. Apparently, uh, Nick's already had their media day or, ha or having their media day today. Okay. Or maybe he was just doing an interview pre-media day. He said he's back down to his rookie year weight of 195. I saw that, man. Like that. Kudos to him for that. Wow. It was his year 13. Yeah. 15. 15. 15. He's 15 been in the NBA half of my he's life. He's been in the league that 15 years. You know what that means? Wow. D Rose and I, way the same. Last time Why? I stepped on a scale, I was about 195. That okay. means you could Are you be saying the, that I could be the NBA. MVP you of the be league? a 15 year vet. <laughs> As a 15 year vet. That is concerning. <laughs> Why is that concerning? We're about the same height. Yeah, but uh, you you know, I watched you tear your quad just running to first base. Well, I didn't no, watch it. You didn't watch because you I, never showed up to our softball. I didn't games. watch, but I watched. You heartless bastard. I watched you limp around. <laughs> like I have been limping around the office all summer. And doing like that. Joey's seen it, but I, I didn't get a chance to see that. No. Maybe I'll yeah. watch it next Multiple year. times. Multiple times. Joey also saw me leave my heart out on that softball diamond. All-star. Limping. Right fielder. Every Monday. Yeah, when, when, uh, when is the all-star game? I don't know. I'm, I am going 26. to kindly <laughs> RSVP no to the You ain't going to show to the all-star game? No, it's just some park way out in the burbs. It's the all-star game. If you go, I'll go. Oh, it's at it's a like, it's at a different park. Yeah, it's not at our park. Oh yeah, city. I forgot. That, you know, they have like the host committee. Like, right. You yeah. know, it's a big deal for this park that gets to host now, the Cup I, League All Star yeah, game. If you go, I'll go, man. It's like show me up showing you. up at the All Star game would be like, you know, Matt Thomas got an All Star vote from one of his teammates, and First, then I and then he actually shows up. Was an what a low blow! What a low I blow! Mean, seriously, the legend is just over here chilling, being the greatest shooter of all catching, time. Catching, he's catching and strays. He ain't doing nothing. Like it's just ridiculous. The legend continues to catch strays. It's, just, on it's this all right, podcast. man. He's gonna catch them uh, and shoot them. I promise you that, because <laughs> he is the greatest in the world. You did this to yourself. I wasn't even on him today. You did this to You're yourself. Right. I could have thought of a different example. You did. You brought him up. Actually, I think I, you should go. The, the, the most recent example of person to get a lot of all-star votes that was like, really, was when Alex Caruso was with the Lakers. And Lakers fans How about remember? What Lakers about? Lakers fans I guess Caruso all-star like crazy. Zaza Pachulia was, they had to make a rule. Zaza. <laughs> yeah. He was going to be yeah. the starting center in the all-star game. <laughs> like, they had to on. change the rules. Dude, I think we should put a poll out. Shouldn't matter. 10 all-star game. Like, I really think it's wrong, man. <laughs> uh, our guy, Kevin Kadick, head of content here at CHO. Peck is the Christian Leitner of the Cup <laughs> League All-Star So he's a champion? Like, what do you mean? And a gold medal and a winning gold medal I can see him just giggling at his, probably, at his work there in his thank office. Thank you, Kev. <laughs> has one I of the most memorable shots And ever. humbly accept that compliment. In, in college basketball history, he was a beast. Dream team. Epic. Listen, nobody thought you were going to be an All-Star this season. Why can't you win the <laughs> So MVP? when are they coming out with the Why I hate? Them, Why can't he be? MVP. Are they coming out with the I hate Matt Peck 30 for 30 then? Probably. <laughs> oh my God. Somebody's, Why does that sound right? Somebody's already working on <laughs> yeah, that. that I'm sure right. there is some small faction of Bulls Nation out there collectively working on it as <laughs> we speak. <laughs> Just people shaking their hands maybe, like this. Maybe like, our guy see Red Fred spearheading that project. <laughs> What's up, Freddy? <laughs> Um, okay, so before we move on from this, just to, to revisit it one more time quickly, after what we heard um, uh, Dr. Pandya have to say, 
I know a lot of Bulls fans yesterday were asking that question, why now? Yeah. Why did they wait? Yeah. I think I have an understanding for it, and I think okay. I've made peace with it. Okay. Which is, and I think, Will, you were tweeting about this yesterday too, you're always trying to avoid surgery in any way possible. Can we fix this without the player going under the knife? Because going through surgery is a big deal, and it's not fun, and it takes time to recover, and they were hoping... And I don't think blindly hoping that it was going to eventually improve based on the treatments and the rehabs that he had been doing. Mm -hmm. I am, I think right now, not as upset as the average Bulls fan about this timeline. What about you guys? I actually have the same feeling um, because it's the thing you want to avoid, especially with something that you've done twice. And especially of having a surgery that didn't fix the problem. You still couldn't play. So you're like, you want to go in there again and look around after the first time it didn't work? I'm just thinking this in terms of if I wasn't a basketball player. If you have a regular surgery and they're like, well, we still don't know what's wrong. We want to go back in there. You'd be like, dude, I'm not a Buick. You can't just open me up and then fill around in there and see what's wrong. So I understand the hesitancy of him trying and just trying different things. And then there will be days, I think uh, you kind of said this too, but there'll be days where he felt good yep. and everything was all right. And maybe he's like, oh, we're good now. And then the next the next few days, he's like, oh, man, this really, really hurts. So, yeah, it's it's weird because you might say, oh, you, you know what? It's going to feel good tomorrow because it felt good a few days ago. And you just wait and you wait and you wait. And then the season got close. I guess the pain just got too much and he needed to do this. So, yeah, I'm not an issue with him waiting. Yeah, I think what Dr. Pandya was kind of alluding to without maybe necessarily saying explicitly is – the reason you do this surgery is because you're still having pain, but you can't see anything on an MRI that would suggest why you're having that pain. Yeah. So they put the scope in to try to identify what it is. And then, as you said, like you are prepared to do whatever kind of procedure you need to, whether it's like remove loose bodies or shave down an extra piece of the, the meniscus, whatever it is. So clearly, like they weren't seeing anything major on the MRIs or x-rays. Hopefully, and I think in a lot of these cases, just based on what I read over the last 24 hours, is these things can resolve themselves on their own with strength and conditioning and rest. And that's exactly what he's been doing. Mm. But it's been eight months and it hasn't really changed. So this is, I think, the time when you want to do that. Uh, Casey Johnson, as I mentioned, reported yesterday in his story that as recently as mid-August, they were thinking he could be ready to go. So mm. obviously they weren't just like, trying to push this back as much as possible. Right. Uh, like they, they, they were expecting and maybe hoping best case scenario that he could be ready. Obviously it didn't work that way, but this right. is Lonzo's body. It's his knee. It's his decision. And I think, you know, in, in concert with the bulls and, and with clutch, like they had to come together on this decision. And this was the time when they wanted to do and, it. And Lonzo said at his exit interview upon the bulls uh, playoff exit, that he was fully planning and expecting and going to do everything within his power to be ready to play all 82. Yeah. And some people might say, well, that's kind of foolish for Lonzo, who's never played 82 or really anything close to it, to have that expectation for himself. But I think that collectively, as you just said, Will, Lonzo, his people, and the Bulls, and their staff, all were of that like mind, that we were going to fix this Lonzo problem this offseason, and he was going to be ready for camp. Right. And I don't think it was – like, I saw some Bulls fans cracking jokes, you know, comparing Lonzo's – uh, situation to the the Scotty comment from the Last Dance, you know, I don't want to fuck my summer up. Yeah, like yeah. when Bulls fans are asking, why did they wait? Funny joke, but no. Yeah, I don't think this was Lonzo being like, well, if I got a cast on my knee, I can't go hang out on my boat all summer. <laughs> right. No, 
Yeah. They had a plan and they were trying to execute that plan and they I'm sure are all very frustrated right now that they had no other choice at the end of the off season yeah. but to go under the knife again. And I just want to like reiterate like hopefully they find something wrong. Yeah. It's crazy to say that, but really yeah. like if they are able to find something wrong, they could probably solve this problem. Sure. If they don't, that's where you start to get really nervous about his right. longevity and whether there's just a ghost haunting Lonzo's knee. Yeah, yeah I mean he's got like basically uh, this bone bruise in his knee and no cushion of the meniscus to be able to support it. Yeah. Um, so really, hopefully they're able to find something that it's minor. Yeah. And uh, yeah, hopefully he'll be back. And I, I don't think it'll be six weeks, but like mm. if he's back by January, I would be thrilled. Oh, I'd be super thrilled. That's honestly <laughs> the timeline I have in my head. Is January. Uh, AK in the comments with a dose of reality saying, Will, Zoe's been out eight months already. I hope the surgery helps, but it may not. Zoe being 24 years old, Long term, thirty to fifty games uh, season kind of player is what the day. Cool. That's shows. what he has been. Cool, unfortunately, right. kind of already. I'm, what he's I'm been, okay yeah. with that. If we get him for fifty um, games this year. I'd be thrilled. I'd be super man. Look, right? <laughs> Seriously, dude. Right, man. Um, so I saw somebody in the comments asking, like, "Hey, are you guys going to talk about the Boston Celtics situation at all?" Yeah, we'll touch on that <laughs> coming up in a minute. Also, a Bull Central Division rival made a pretty interesting trade Ooh, this morning. We'll touch did. on that too before we get out of here. Mm. But first. Today's episode brought to you guys by that amazing merch place known as Pins and Aces. Mm, mm, All mm. of the official golf apparel that you would ever need and the official golf apparel and part uh, official golf apparel partner of CHGO. We love our Pins and Aces gear and get tons of compliments on it uh, on and off the course. So far for me, just off the course. Right. Because uh, I haven't hit the links in a while. Yeah. What's but, a while? A couple years. A couple years, okay. Doesn't mean I can't get that awesome beer sleeve, though. Doesn't mean that. <laughs> Pins and Aces are a family-owned golf and apparel <laughs> business. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even our favorite beer sleeve. An innovative product that allows you to store seven beers. Count them, Dave. Like a drunk Indiana Jones. He's going to walk on that joint. <laughs> One, two, three, four, fifth, sixth, fifth, seven. <laughs> Just Seven, right seven beer, beer sleeve right inside your golf bag and keeps those drinks cold the entire round. Yeah. I want to bring one to our tailgate on oh, Sunday. Oh, actually, yes. That would be the place to do that. Check You're out right. pinsandaces.com and use promo code CHGO to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. Get it. That's pins and, spelled out the word and, A-N-D, pinsandaces.com, promo code CHGO. That's right. Got to say the whole thing, like a trial call quest. Mm. Say the whole thing. And he just mentioned the tailgate, ladies and gentlemen. It is going down. Joey, give me the Thank you, Joey. I was already doing it. He was on it, man. You see it right there on your screen, y'all. September 25th, this Sunday, Chicago versus Houston starts at 8 a.m. It's going to go for four hours. Whoa. The official tailgate of the CHGO, best in the city. All Inclusive, y'all. Get you your foods, get you your drinks, all for that. And you get you some good music, too. And you get you some games because you saw those bag, what you call them, the boards? Is they bag boards? Bags boards. Yes, you saw them bag yeah, boards. All bags boards, don't you dare call them cornhole board. cornhole I was not, boards. I, again, this is why I asked. We're going to have some problems. <laughs> this is why I asked, sir. Yes, those will be in full effect, man. So it'll be a great time. You can get all this uh, for the price of sweetness. 30 
four. Get that price of sweetness, y'all. You get all that, and it's going to be awesome. And it's less than a 15-minute walk from Soldier Field, man. Just get to see that walk. Get to hear that voice of Tim Sinclair when you're walking up there to that stadium Ooh. to watch them Bears kick the crap out of the Houston Texans. Shout out Lovey Smith. It would be good to see him as well. Lovey. So if you want to bear down at the biggest and best party in the Witty City, all you got to do is go to allchgo.com and reserve your spot now and click the link in the description below for more info. See y'all there. We all going to be there too. Like, see I, y'all I just there. got my parking pass from Jake. I'm I did too. Ooh, have fancy. <laughs> yes. Very excited about it. I, uh, I don't need a parking pass because I'm going to probably get a ride down there. Goat, I might need That's a ride. Place. Yeah, I can pick you up. You Joey know, and I are neighbors. You know, we're neighbors. We're right. neighbors. You're right there. You see, did you see that Bears helmet that had the beers coming out of it? Yes. That's why I'm not driving. Because I'm going to drink all those beers. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying you were bringing that. <laughs> no, I'll bring some too. Okay. I'll, if you, you know, don't bring that, I'll, I'm going to be, I'll be <laughs> minorly I'll upset. I'll be some beers. They're not going to be in a Bears helmet that's also a cooler. I like how you said minorly upset. <laughs> not majorly. Maybe they'll yeah, be in a Pins and Aces beer sleeve. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Indiana Jones, man. You'd be ready to go. Um, Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I spent, I spent a good five minutes trying to Photoshop Peck onto Rambo's body with the like bullet vest made of meat sticks. <laughs> But it wasn't good enough. So That's what Joey does over there. Yeah, <laughs> That's awesome. Well, try to do, put it on it, Indiana Jones. Do that. Yeah, one. give it a few more takes. The give meat stick vest, you know, like that would be a good look for you. It would. I'd love to see that. It would. I would turn that into my freaking Twitter. Um, Shocked he doesn't have one. Um, all right, guys. So a couple pieces of NBA news over the last 24 hours or so. Let's start with the normal one. Sure. Uh, Pistons sending Kelly Olynyk <laughs> and Saban Lee one. to the Utah Jazz for Boyan Bogdanovich. Yes. Uh, that came from a Sham Sharanya tweet uh, earlier this morning. There it is, 8.34 a.m. Chicago time. Um, man, Central Division team's making moves, you guys. Yeah, man. I don't know if I feel like Bogdanovich added as a quality vet. Um, what we know he could do offensively is a big needle mover for this still very young and inexperienced Pistons team. Mm-hmm. You know, coming in another fresh year for Cade Cunningham to show what he can do. What, what do you guys think about this trade? Big deal. Not 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 much of a deal. I think it's a deal. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't think it's gonna you know put them over the top or any, but it definitely moves the needle. It shows you that dude, we are trying to win and we are trying to get better and compete, and that's a, that's a key thing for a young team to know that you're not just going out there playing for a draft pick. Uh, they're actually trying to win, and that's all they're trying to compete. They see the landscape of what the East is, and they're trying to keep up. So. Yeah, good deal for them. Uh, shout out uh, Danny Ainge again for sending players east and taking them out of the west mm. and sending them right over there to the and east. I'm doing that. A, a reuniting of one of possibly the greatest love stories of our time. What's this? Danny Ainge and Kelly Olynyk. Oh yes, that man, man. loves Kelly Olynyk. He He's gonna love Lowry the same way. I promise <laughs> you. Um, but yeah, I like it though, man. Like he provides what they kind of need and also some veteran leadership as well. I don't know if he's gonna start or come off the bench. I'm thinking off the bench. Um, but I can see him, you know, in that starting position too. You know, either three or the four. Celtics, Bucks, Heat, Nets, mm-hmm. Cavs, mm-hmm. Sixers. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Joey. Uh, Bulls. Mm-hmm. Who else am I missing? Hawks, Hawks Raptors. Raptors. That's nine. Mm-hmm. nine okay. Things. Who's ten? You want to toss the Knicks in? Do we do we Knicks? think that this Hornets? move puts Detroit into that? Can we Pistons? steal our spot in the play-in? At I 10? am a Cade Cunningham truther. Okay. I think this dude is going to be a superstar. Okay. I love what they did in the draft. Obviously, we talked about two oh, of my guys. You know, oh, they, man, they did I, some work. 
Um, Damn it. I, I think they're a young team that obviously is going to be good, but I think this move, like, puts them in the race for the 10th seed, which Ooh. we've talked about, you know, for the Bulls, not that impressive, right? But, like, as, as you're saying, like, to know that you're not playing for a draft pick, mm -hmm. to be trying to compete for something, they now have a real power forward who can shoot. Yeah. You're not playing two bigs. Like, they were going to start – like Bagley and Isaiah Stewart together. Right, right, correct. Like they're not messing around with that nonsense. I think this is a really nice move for them. They add another offensive creator, mm -hmm. a great spot-up shooter, a veteran, um, and, you know, you you pair that with a year of experience with Cade. Yeah. Uh, you get some really good young talent in there. I really like what the Pistons are doing. Me too. I'm not saying they're going to be, like, you know, a playoff team. I think yeah. if they reach the play-in, that would be probably best-case scenario for them. Mm -hmm. But that's a great step for a team that was drafting first overall two years ago. Right, I and, and I agree. think you can look at this and a little bit big picture say – Adam Silver and and what he and his team have done to try to do away with tanking in the NBA, mm -hmm. it's kind of working already yeah. because of the play-in tournament on top of the decreased odds for the yeah. top of the lottery. Yeah. He evened out the top of the lottery. Everybody who is among the worst get 12.5%. You get 12.5%. You get 12.5%. Oh, and also, do we mention, you can actually win one or maybe two games to play your way into being a playoff team. It's amazing, man. If there was ever a time to get league pass. Right. It's, it's this time right and now, honestly. Yeah, I mean, like you said, a couple years ago, Pistons, dude, tank for another year. Yeah. Tank for, this is not a tanking for another year. No, and they're going to be good. Like, it's going to be entertaining for them to watch because you know I love I, I so I've been much. saying this about the Bears. I just want to be fun bad. Yeah. And yes. I think that's what the Pistons are going to be. And if yeah. that leads them to a 10 seed, that'd be awesome. <laughs> In a weird way, it, it reminds me of the DeRozan signing. Like, it's a team that has been so relevant for the last, like, he's not a guy that's going to come in and be third-team All-NBA or put up 25 points per right. game. But it's right. like, hey, we're – we're taking this seriously now. Yeah. Like, consider us in free agency if things go the right way. It's a, it's yeah. a yeah. step in the right direction for the and like These play-in games are not playoff games. Yeah. But they are high leverage, good experience for young players. And if they get into one of those scenarios, that's like a taste. Right. And when you get there, you, you want to keep getting better. I think they, they've made themselves better in the short term, and I think it will help Jaden Ivey, Cade, yes. Uh, Killian Hayes to a certain extent, right. uh, Isaiah Stewart, Jalen Duran, like yeah, all these Durant. guys are going to get better by having somebody who can dribble, pass, shoot, who can create offense, who can space the floor. I th I just think they're going to be a lot better and a lot more fun. Mm -hmm. Joey, uh, Joey, you just scared me with that smile. What were, what were you smiling at? Oh, I was just smiling because you know who was on my fantasy team alongside Alper and Shangun is <laughs> Jalen Duran. Okay, Joey drafted all my guys. I got to stop talking about other uh, guys. I like. I'm trying not to bring it up anymore. I'm trying or not to bring he's going to just steal them all. Uh, real quick before we move on, Bobby Marks, the ESPN NBA capologist, also added a couple of pieces of context to this. Joey, do we have that? Thank you. Um, with is that the Utah magic creating a trade exception of nearly seven million dollars in this deal with Detroit um, and now going below the tax by right. 6.9 million uh, I mean so like I, I think this is also a solid move for Utah yeah yeah Danny ain't the moves as he's been making you clearly see what he's trying to do right and it's just really smart what no they're one's gonna what they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna <laughs> <laughs> like what? About to fight him like, <laughs> what they're gonna flip Kelly Olynyk at the deadline and get a first round pick no no wow. I no think it's gonna happen wow they created he's a got lot another more space year on his deal I believe they created more space I like Saban Lee I think he's gonna be good Joey okay. don't draft him in our league <laughs> uh, you can have him you can have Saban Lee. <laughs> 
But I think he's got some potential, and they really don't have, like, a solution at point guard long term. Yeah. I'm not sure Saban Lee is going to be, like, a starter or anything, but he could be a player. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, you, you maintain having good players that can put up stats on a bad team, and then you can try to flip them later. Yeah. I, I think this made sense for them. Uh, some people were asking me, like, why didn't they get more? Boyan could have gotten you a, a first-round pick. I don't know. I mean, this is maybe like a, a longer discussion, but like I, I don't think these big expiring contracts are that valuable anymore. Mm. They used to be super valuable to teams right. that wanted to create space for the next year. But like if I'm a good team that's trading for a good player, I want him locked up for a few years mm. so I don't have to try to extend him on a bigger contract. So the Pistons run into some short-term stuff. Maybe they get him on a longer-term uh, smaller money deal. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I think I think the Jazz did pretty well for them, themselves, especially if they want to save some money. I agree. I agree. All right, uh, before we get out of here, you may have seen some tweets late last night, uh, late last night if you live in Chicago um, or Central Time Zone in general. Uh, Joey, can we just take a look at the timeline of some of these tweets here? Uh, okay, so that was actually uh, – Shams tweeted this after – Woj had the breaking news from Woj, <laughs> I am Woj and I'm breaking news tweet, where he actually didn't break a whole lot of news. Not he really. just said, news is about to happen. Uh, Stuff's going on, guys. Ime Udoka is about to get penalized and maybe suspended for some period of time for something he did wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And we were like, what? What is happening? Yeah. Um, people, of course, wildly jeopardy. started guessing on NBA Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then a couple hours after we tweeted that, we got that tweet from Shams that we just saw. Yeah. Which, you know, shout out to Shams. Just totally roasted Woj in the ongoing battle between those two last <laughs> night. Celtics coach Ime Udoka had an improper, intimate, and consensual relationship with a female member of the team staff, sources tell The Athletic. It's been deemed a violation of the franchise's code of conduct. And then this morning, Woj said Celtics coach Ime Udoka likely facing a suspension for the entire 22-23 season for his role in that relationship. Sources tell ESPN. A formal announcement is expected soon. What the hell, guys? I got thoughts. So, look, and, and I was busy yesterday, so I couldn't chime in on everything that was going on, but I have thoughts. So, the first thought, when I first heard about it, I, was, I immediately thought it was, it was a relationship. That's my first thought. Like, it's got to be a relationship. What set me off was a year suspension if it's a year suspension whoever he did this with is some higher up like or some higher up uh significant other mm-hmm. or family or whatever you know what i'm saying but it's somebody up there you know what i'm saying a year this ain't somebody off your this is the assistant same suspension coach. that robert sarver got that's what mm-hmm. i'm saying right exactly this isn't your assistant coach's lady like this is a thing bro like this is up there. This is like Red Auerbach's granddaughter though, or something. Sarver's, Sarver's punishment came from the NBA. Yeah. This penalty came from, from the, team. the Celtics. The team, bro. And actually, as we're, as we're speaking here, news from Chris Haynes. Uh, Boston Celtics head coach Ime Udoka will not be resigning from his position as mm. he awaits sanction from the organization. Yeah. So he'll, he'll be around. See, the fact that it out. was even on the table. You know what I mean? Like, I might leave and get out of here. That, that lets me further know. Like, this is big. Like, whatever this happened. It was a bigger person up there. Second thing, me alone, brother. <laughs> me alone, man. Me alone, dude. What? Word? Straight up? 
I don't know everything, obviously. I'm outside looking in. I don't know the relationship and all that. But I've been on the outside looking in on Nia Long for quite a long time in my life. <laughs> and damn, that is Nia Long, family. Yeah. That has been the one up here since, like, Friday, since Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. It's been Nia Long forever and still is. My God. My God. So I can't remember. I've never heard Dave so adamant about My anything. God. I no, mean, as Stephen A. He's said, not wrong. the mitigated gall. Right. As Stephen A. says. If it is true that, in fact, they were still in a committed relationship with one another and Ime cheated on her, mm-hmm. why? Why? Bruh. I do. I can't remember who, where I saw it, but I f- believe I saw from some reputable source last night on Twitter as all this was blowing up that. Udoka and Long had actually begun the separation process mm-hmm. as a couple recently. Oh, and so maybe yeah. there was no overlap. Maybe it wasn't an affair, him cheating, et cetera, et cetera. But that they had already begun to split mm-hmm. while this has happened. Eko me has an interesting question. Did the female staff member get suspended as well? That's an interesting I have question. not heard anything about that. I haven't heard anything about and that. And that does kind of, if it is true, narrow down what you said, where maybe it is the significant other, other of someone else within the Celtics organization. It's up there, the way bro. it was reported was a staff member. Yeah. Not a significant other of a staff member, a staff member. I mean, because this isn't the first time somebody has done something like this, you know, playing sports or anything like that. I mean, we go through the Tony Parker thing, oh. uh, Steve Nash thing, like all these things. Like we've seen all this before. I've never seen it to the point where somebody might have lost their job or it's been suspended because of it. So that lets me know, like, it, it's on another level, man. Yeah, I don't know, like, if I feel comfortable speculating about, like, the details of it. Sure. But I will say the Woj tweet was ridiculous. Yeah. And what are you doing, Woj? I am very glad that the relationship was consensual and that yes. there wasn't anything... Yes, that's yeah, that, yes. that was like the one. Cons- this would be so much worse, yeah. and thank goodness it's not. Suspended for a year for that. a consensual relationship, bro. <laughs> that's all I'm telling you. Up there, all right, up there. Speaking of uh, Nia Long Nia and Long, Fresh man. Prince, I think my, the favorite thing I saw when everybody was getting their jokes off last night and into this morning, mm-hmm. somebody posted a clip of one of those latter seasons of Fresh Prince when they're, you know, in college and they're working at like the student union or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Will is clearly about to go off and do something that he feels a little shady about. Mm-hmm. And Nia's interrogating him a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. And, and she's like, Oh, what are you going to do? And Will's sitting, he's like, Oh, well, we got, uh, and then he sees somebody like an extra walk by in the background, holding a basketball and throwing a basketball to himself. He's like, Oh, basketball game. We're uh, it's, uh, it's a basketball game. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the Clippers, they uh, they clipping. Uh, <laughs> and the caption was like, "This was the conversation between Nia and Udoka before oh, the alleged affair." No. Oh man, that's tough, man. Like you know what's like? I, don't you just remember the video of when they went to the finals, Boston went, and just the video of Nia Long celebrating and how that was yeah. everywhere because it's Nia Long, bro. Just her celebration was worth the viral right. moment. You know what I mean? Well, and, and not firing him, not step, forcing him to step down. Right. Why? Because as you just said, Dave, he took them to the finals in his first season Dang. as an NBA head coach. I definitely said that to my brother. Winning is definitely a part of this. Winning. Winning is a part of it. But uh, I've never seen anything like this. Uh, I would have to do some research on it to see if this has happened in any other sport before, ever. But I've never seen... Uh, a coach suspended for an entire year for something consensual. Like, it's... it's <laughs> that's all I'm telling you, bro. It's up there, dog. It's up there. And Nia Long, 
I mean, just, I, I think you know, I think Jim had tell. a consensual relationship with his playbook when he was coaching the Bulls. They should have suspended him a year for that. Oh god! When we played, what was that game we played? Thank you, Doig. What, what was the game we played? Like uh, block DM, follow block, block DM, follow block yes. DM. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you were DMing me along. Back I, then. I guarantee you, so, I said. So DM Colin in the comments said, "Hey Dave, shoot your shot, man." Shoot it. I've been shooting it for years, bro. Like, listen, my arm is tired, but I'm still shooting, baby. I'm still Maddie Legend out here all the time when it comes to Nia Long. Hello, Nia Long. If you'd like to come on the show, Nia, and talk, we are here. You know what I'm saying? To have discussion. Or if you want to, you know, just talk after the show and get something to eat. I'm with all of these things, Miss Nia Long. I'd love to talk about your illustrious career, you know, and the wonderful things that you've done. You know, it would just be a nice setup. Don't pay attention to the suit that I'll have on. Or anything like that, or the roses I'll have laid out, or the red carpet I'm gonna have set up. Don't pay no attention. Someone to that. needs to play this man off the stage. Nah, dude. The hate ain't necessary. I'm gonna let, let, let him. Get my time in on me alone, brother. It's me alone. It's me alone, Will. You're not wrong. <laughs> I'm gonna let him finish shooting that Thank shot. You. What's that song? Oh that? no, Valentine! It's Dave <laughs> shooting a shot at me alone. What's that song, Big Dave, where it's like, bow, wow, wow, wow. I've been feeling it. What song oh, is that? Oh, let's get it on. Marvin Gaye. We'll, we'll, we'll have that playing. Yes. Sorry. I couldn't, I couldn't do it a full justice. Alone. Like, who's more quoted in music than Nia Long? You know what I'm saying? Like, she is always quoted. All the time, man. She is that awesome of a human being. And a great actor. Amazing person, man. This is tough. And you go look on Twitter. What is everybody just talking about? It's just the fact that it's Nia Long. That's all they're talking about. How? Like. <laughs> Why? I think uh, <laughs> I think our guy Herb from uh, CHGO Socks made some joke about it. It's like, man, you're you're going out and you know buying some some meat, some Slim Jims when you got you know Wagyu steak at home. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh my goodness, that's it. We're out of time. We should shut this down before it just turns into a weird Access Hollywood CHGO Bulls episode. Um, appreciate and shout out once again. Uh, to Dr. Nirav Pandya for coming on the show and, and expressing some of his insights into this Lonzo knee situation. Um, maybe we'll talk to him again down the road. Uh, hopefully, we won't have a need to, yeah. but I'm glad that he stopped by. Thanks for hooking that up. Yeah. The GOAT Flex. bringing in the doc for the expertise. The man knows doctors. Uh, Will is on Twitter at Wokali. Big Dave is Bow, B-A-W-O Sports. Bow. I'm Bulls underscore Peck. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. And speaking of which... In case you missed it when we announced it earlier this week, we're giving away two preseason tickets. Bulls Nuggets, Friday, October 7th. All you got to do is find that CHGO underscore sports tweet yeah. with the graphic of our ticket giveaway. Like it, retweet it, follow us at CHGO underscore Bulls, mm. and we'll enter you in a chance to win those preseason Bulls ticks. Uh, we uh, have tomorrow Bulls HQ, yes? Bulls HQ, yes. Bulls Ooh. HQ, hitting those podcast CHGO feeds tomorrow for all of you guys. So you can hear Mark K talk about how Lonzo Ball doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> you should just stretch and wave him. Stretch and wave. Stretch and wave his mama ass. That's it. Until next time, for our producer, Joey, Joey. Will, Big Dave, Unpack. Appreciate you, Bulls Nation. Stay tuned. We got a lot of shows on deck, including Bears After Dark. We'll be there. See you then. T-Red, be good.